The year is 1990. Douglas Wilder is the first elected black governor in the U.S. and takes office in Richmond, Virginia. The first McDonald's in Russia and China open up. Nelson Mandela is released from prison after 27 years behind bars. Mikhail Gorbachev is elected the first executive president of Russia. The Americans with Disabilities Act is signed into law in July, giving millions of Americans important access to care and rights. Can these two podcasters make exceptions and accommodations to create a more accepting environment for their song to thrive? This is Frankenstein's Jukebox. Jamie. Hello. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastically well. Glad to hear it. Uh, welcome to our second take at 1990. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited for uh, this, the uh, sequel that's the exact same as the original. It's going to be great. Yes. Uh, peek behind the curtain. Oops, we lost audio again. So we're having to re-record, which is why this episode is coming out so late. It's coming out a month later than planned, and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, there's, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We do have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, shall, I, shall I kick us off with... Uh, please, please kick us off, Jamie. I, uh, I was thinking before we started recording... Uh, why is the world in love again? Why are we marching hand in hand? It's a brand new gender for 1990. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this summer, I've been doing a lot of thinking and, and into the fall and whatever, and uh, sort of have come to some conclusions about uh, happiness and uh, being happy and feeling happy and uh, feeling comfortable. And so uh, I will now be using she, her pronouns and going by Jamie pretty stoked about it uh and i'm i was was telling uh listener chantel uh that now i'm a month more trans so i'm like even more comfortable with it than i was when we recorded before so it's like love it yeah like i'm getting like x i'm getting all my my experience points that's right you're leveling up (laughs) that's right so um yeah it's been a, a weird change i uh the, next week, I need to decide whether I'm going to take the new trans pins I got myself for Christmas off my jacket before I go into work, or if I'm just going to throw myself in the deep end of that. So that's a, that is a decision that when this comes out will have been made, and that's fun. Love that. Yeah, I can't wait to hear how that goes. Yeah, that'll. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh goodness. Well. That is my big uh, end of the year news. Um, do we have anything else that we needed to uh, talk about? I don't think so. Obviously, this episode is coming out uh, at the beginning of uh, 2024, mm. when it should have come out at the end of 2023. Um, but we've already talked about why that is, and that's not a, yeah. a big deal. Very excited for our 2023 episode coming out next month. Oof. That's going to be real good. 
Oof, yeah. I, yeah. We, <laughs> it's going to be the most like, all right, we need to level with each other. Who's picking what? Because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much good music came out in 2023. Holy yeah. crow. Oof, yes. It's going to be. It's going to be. And so much. Uh, very good, but also potentially incredibly different music. Yes. Um, that's going to, to lead to some really, uh, really cool uh, song writers, I would imagine. Um, I have to imagine that, that I know one of the artists that's going to be represented. I just have a, an inkling and the song we got, we're bringing some songwriting powerhouse to, to uh, 2023. Uh, yeah. Because if you don't, I will. And uh, that's a promise. So, yeah. <laughs> Yep. Listen, there's at least three artists I can think of that you might be talking about. Fair enough. Fair. Yep. 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 What? Yeah. yeah. I think I think I got there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's going to be great, and we've got a guest that I'm very excited about. Um, who, within the next couple of days of record, uh, as of the date of recording, will be revealing his number one song of the year because he's been posting uh, his top 31 throughout the month. Ooh. So he just posted number three today. Uh, I can't remember where it was off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, But I have a feeling whatever his number one song is going to be is probably what he's picking for the... So we'll need to take that into account too. All right. All right. That's good. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. Anyway. Oof. So excited. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's just let's just jump into it. I mean, d- how was your 1990? Okay. So uh, I finished first grade with Mrs. Walters, Blue Room, Blonde Lady. That's about all I remember. Uh, and started second grade with Mrs. Jacques or Jacques or whatever, uh, the meanest, uh, worst teacher I've ever had in my life. So, um. It was a, a downgrade in terms of schooling. Um, I turned seven in the middle of the year. That was probably cool. Uh, I was in a big, like, going out to visit my dad in Boston um, sort of place. And so uh, in the summer, it would have been a big, like, uh, exciting, uh, long summer sort of trip out there. But, uh, yeah, 1990, uh, nothing uh, jumps out at me as, uh, wait. I won an award for 1990, I believe. Ah, oh, it's downstairs. I think it was either 91, 90 or 91. Maybe it was like 90, 91, the school year or whatever. I won a, an epilepsy award for Nebraska. I got to meet the governor. Oh, uh, nice. For ha- having it. I don't really know what the what the standards were for how I won. Um, but I did, I did win, uh, a, maybe the nicest plaque I've ever gotten that includes my like, uh, uh, like diplomas. So, um, yeah. So 1990, the 90s started off pretty okay. I would say. Love that. And you? <laughs> Listen, I was too. I don't know. <laughs> surviving and thriving two years old. Sur- both years. Surviving and thriving. <laughs> Listen, make it, making it through. Absolutely. Right. Fantastic. So I'm sure it was great. <laughs> it was, yeah. Let's assume it was, uh, unless we, unless there's a correction to be had, uh, let's assume that we both had fine 1990s. Yeah, I think that's fair. 
1990. It's perfect. Um, all right. So, do we want to jump into our uh, honorable monsters? We do. The aforementioned uh, listener Chantel wanted to contribute uh, King of Wishful Thinking by Go West, which is, uh, I think, most known for being on the Pretty Woman soundtrack. It's uh, very great, if somewhat incredibly 1990 uh, song. <laughs> it is thoroughly 1990. <laughs> it, I think, I would say, though, a uh, fantastic hook on that song. So, um, yes. That is what Chantel picked. Um, I did not have any other listener interactions uh, for 1990. We did not either Great. on any uh, social media or anything. 1990, if I may, a little bit of a dark horse year for music, I feel. Like, a little bit. Like, there were some classic albums, as we're going to talk about, but also people are not like, oh, man, 1990, yeah, that year. It's not, like, pop culturally renowned, I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Well, I could uh, I could go into my honorable monsters if, if you thought that might be a... Jamie, I would love it if you went into your honorable monsters. Fantastic. The first uh, song that I'm going to uh, uh, talk about for Honorable Monsters comes from the uh, my favorite Bad Religion album, which is called Against the Grain. I, it's an album that I always forget how much I love it until I am like, I'll, list, I'll listen to this maybe. And I'm like, oh my God, I love it so much. And then it ends and I'm like, you know, go back, like, you know, Lemming, re- lemming Reset. My fa- uh, a favorite song that uh, I was excited to uh, consider aspects from is a song called Oh, that's funny. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, it's called Positive Aspect of Negative Thinking. Um, <laughs> I would have to, I think statistically, we'd have to go back and check. I think it's the first time the word aspect has appeared in any uh, honorable monsters or picks, um, which is fun. It is a song that speeds up randomly in the middle in one of the most, like, kind of jarring ways uh, that I really love uh, each time. Um, also, uh, Greg Graffin, uh is like the most college professory punk rock lead singer of all time. So he uses the big words and he does not, uh, that does not, there's no exception on this album. It helped me with my chemistry uh, classes to, to listen to some of these songs about, uh, yeah, uh, orbital velocity and such. Um, next up, I have uh, Depeche Mode, Enjoy the Silence. Um, I wanted to get into Depeche Mode a lot when I was, like 13 or 14 semi unsuccessfully uh but they have uh some very very good songs one of which is enjoy the silence um i mean i do <laughs> thanks to Pesh Mode, I, I i do and i will next up we have uh, sinead o'connor with nothing compares to you uh it's to you because prince wrote it and it's uh, a classic you just, i mean like you know it's just a fantastic song um I also liked th- liked thinking about what aspects I would pull out of that one because, I mean, it would have to be like the instrumental is is extant, but like it couldn't be more than one aspect. I feel like, but maybe I'm wrong about that. But I didn't pick it, so it doesn't matter. Next up, uh, Social Distortion, Ball and Chain. Um, this is uh, an alternative radio staple that I really loved uh, and love. Um, from Social Distortion, which is another group that I was always like, ah, I could probably get into them, and then just uh, didn't. And 
that's okay. You can't get into everyone, but Ball and Chain is definitely worth checking out. And uh, there's, and I would say that that I could name probably three or four or five social distortion songs that I would say you should definitely check out. And also, they have like thirty or forty years of being a band, um, too. So uh, that brings me to my last one: Eric B. and Rakim's "Let the Rhythm Hit 'Em." Uh, I first heard this song on the Contrast podcast, which is the podcast that was the first podcast I was a part of in any way. Um, it is a great sort of late 80s, early 90s uh, hip hop song. Fantastic uh, bass lines, fantastic rhymes. And Eric B. and Rakim are definitely worth checking out if you uh, haven't heard of them or if you haven't uh, listened to very much of them. They are very, very good. So those are my honorable monsters for 1990. Love it. Daniel, I would love to know your honorable monsters for 1990 because we're going to go on to the other side of, of the, of the spectrum, I think. And I'm really excited. <laughs> we are a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so first up off of, uh, the album frizzle fry by Primus, I got John the fisherman, mm-hmm. uh, which has a very fun baseline. Uh, shock and surprise. I love a song with a fun baseline. Uh, but it's chords on the bass and a walking baseline intermixed with each other. Ooh. Uh, which is it was very difficult to learn to play. Uh, but once I got it down, I was like, this is one of the most impressive bass lines I know. That's awesome. Uh, and it's just, uh, just very fun. Um, obviously obviously off the album poison mm. by bell biv devoe sure i had to go with poison absolutely that song it just slaps yes it's just a great song absolutely absolutely fantastic song and it gives you the very good life advice of never trust a big button a smile you know i i agree with that yeah <laughs> uh next up off metaphysical graffiti which is such a great album oh, name well, yes uh by the dead milkman do the brown nose yes. which uh is is just a great song and you haven't truly experienced it until you've experienced uh listener jenny mm. uh singing along with it and prompting you to sing along the do the brown nose lines uh it's it's quite quite an experience uh next up off of around and about by squeeze i went with black coffee in bed okay uh just good solid brit bop okay brit bop i like that brit bop and now all of a sudden, yeah, they're English. Okay, I was about to say. And now all of a sudden, I'm not sure that they are, but of course they are. Glenn Tilbrook is uh, British, just like a lot of Brits, doesn't sing with an accent. Right. So. Right. <laughs> and then last but not least, Thunderstruck by ACDC. Fantastic. Uh, which calls to mind. A group of us had gotten together, a group of my friends and I, we were about to do an improv show, and we decided we were going to play a drinking game to Thunderstruck that we had heard about and talked about a lot as a joke, and then decided we were going to do it. 
which was you drink until the word thunder is said, and then you pass the bottle along, and that person drinks until the word thunder is said, and they pass the bottle, etc. Right? Right. Uh, now, we mistakenly thought that this was you start drinking from the beginning of the song. Mm, which starts... With Famously, a with a very long yeah. in, <laughs> instrumental solo, yes. Uh, so, and it was a pineapple cider that we had. It wasn't like it was anything particularly strong, right? But it was a pineapple cider, and we'd opened it up, and I started drinking at the start of the song, and basically just chugged the whole bottle. It was not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, sure it's taking them a long time to get to? I was like looking around wildly, like, when are they going to say thunder? When are they going to say thunder? I remember this song differently. Yep. That's exactly how it went. Uh, it was rough. How was the improv show? I don't remember. Fantastic. Nice. I, I, when I perform improv, it's, it's performed in a vacuum. I don't remember how... I couldn't tell you a single thing about any scene that I have done in any improv scene basically ever. The second I get off stage, the entire show is wiped from my memory. Oh, that's like, uh, you know, that's, I think that's what you're supposed to do. If I, if I recall, yeah. kind of like uh, this is for here and now. and A little bit, but oh. if you're going to learn from it and get better, then that uh, might be useful to review some of the tape. All the recorded improvs I've ever watched are, to, are very much about how it's, this is a single night uh, that's about to be lost in the ether forever. Yes, I know because I've watched them a lot of a lot of times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so those are my honorable monsters. Fantastic. So yes, Jamie. Yes. Do we want to get into our picks? Oh, so much, absolutely. Yes. Please, please tell me what you have picked for 1990s song. For sure. Um, I picked a song. Uh, that was another sort of, um, I'm now listening to my own radio station that isn't the one my mom has on, sort of staple of uh, the mid to late 90s, um, as I was not listening to the Black Crows uh, when I was seven. Um, my mom uh, had it in for Chris Robinson. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> just like, um, but... Uh, Black Crow's uh, Hard to Handle from their first album, Shake Your Moneymaker, is, uh, it is a, not only do I not turn it off when I hear it come on uh, any sort of radio or any sort of anything at all, uh, that is a turn it up uh, sort of song for me. Um, and uh, I just, I just love a song that, yeah, well, I that has like, like three things about it that I really like. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, my pick is uh, The Black Crows with Hard to Handle. Very nice. Daniel, what uh, deep sort of like under, like, what are, what are you going to bring into the light for 1990 uh, for your pick from uh, your official pick? Well, uh, as as referenced earlier, there was a brand new record for 1990 that came out uh, by one of my favorite bands, They Might Be Giants, and very very important album for They Might Be Giants called mm. Flood. That is arguably their most popular album. 
I would say, yeah. Uh, is the one that has seen the most success over the years. Uh, when I recently saw them, they did a double set in which they played every song from Flood, uh, which was great. Yeah. Um, and then do they do a, a norm, like a, a non, like a other song set with the other set? They they integrated in so in the double set it was gotcha. mixes of songs like all other songs and then they wove in songs from Flood in no particular order. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. It was great. Yeah, excellent. they also played a song backwards. Ooh, they filmed it and they played it back like they they played it backwards and then they reversed the tape and played it at the beginning of their second set. Yep. Uh, and it sounds it sounds exactly like it does on the record. It's amazing. Um Is that Sapphire Bullets of Pure Love? Sapphire Bullets of Pure Love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. It's always amazing to see. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> They're an incredible band. Uh Ugh. but so many different songs that I could have picked off of Flood, mm. uh, but I wound up going with uh, "Birdhouse in Your Soul." Oof, just unimpeachably great. Just like not to not to put too fine a point on it. No, 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 no. yeah, just sort of. <laughs> Would you say that this is uh, a song that has been a semi-permanent bee in your bonnet for for quite for, a while? For most of a majority of my life. Yeah, yes. yeah. For sure, but not the only. I mean, like not the what, only being right, my body. Right, right, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> right. Oh, this song is so, so, so good. Yeah, and there was the time that I think I think it was on Letterman. Uh, they were on Letterman and they played it, and they had like a basically a full orchestra, but they started way too fast, and they just like burned through the song at a tempo they were not ready for. <laughs> Uh, was, they were I'll nervous. see if I can find the video and post the link in the show notes. It's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. The Ramones play They Might Be Giants. Listen, I'd pay money for that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get into our aspects. Absolutely. Uh, what I- aspects are you bringing for Hard to Handle? Well, um, the first aspect that I'd love to talk about is that at some point, it doesn't have to be through the whole song, but at some point, I'd love the piano and the guitar to play matching lines, matching melodic lines. Uh, this song has sort of a bar, a bar room feel to it, sort of like a raucous piano kind of deal, uh, along with sort of, uh, you know, a guitar, like, you know, you know, think of a guitar. Yeah, that. Um, kind of uh, feel to it, and I love that they sort of uh, sync up uh, at certain points in the song. So, piano and guitar matching lines. Uh, next, uh, there is an acapella chorus um, in this song. The you know the chorus uh, in which uh, he says that he is in fact too hard to handle uh, is uh, is done without instruments, and it's a very cool sort of. Uh, blues break sort of sort of acapella but uh we could do anything we want with that i just don't want instruments uh to be all throughout the whole chorus we could probably uh pick our way through uh the semi acapella chorus and be fine with that 
And finally, uh, an aspect that is uh, a new one. I would like uh, the story or part of the story of the song being about someone trying to woo someone, convince them to go home with them, convince them to pick them, some sort of wooing uh, going on, um, okay. which is hard to handle. It's uh, basically, uh, no, 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 pick me sort of uh, sort of deal. So uh, those are my three aspects for uh, my song, but I'd love to know what your three aspects for your song are. I would love to share that with you. Fantastic. So- one, I like the use of plosives in this song. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it, uh, as already stated. Uh, as such a great line. It's got a lot of those kind of hard T's and P's mm-hmm. to really kind of hit that percussive type of vocal aspect right. that I really enjoy. Mm. The drums particularly throughout most of the song, but uh, particularly throughout the chorus, um, or the, I mean the verse, particularly throughout the verse, uh, is like it, it really accents the ones and the threes yes. of, of a good one, two, three, four count. And that makes you want to jump up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got a jump-inspiring drum beat as uh, my next aspect. Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, my last one is a Greek mythology reference. Okay. Uh, because they they talk about Jason and the Argonauts. Right, right. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. We've got some good aspects here. Mm. Got some good stuff to work with. Absolutely. So just to review all of our aspects, we've got plosives, a jump-inspiring drumbeat, a Greek mythology reference, matching melodic lines from guitar and piano, an acapella chorus, and the story of the song to be about wooing someone. Absolutely. Fantastic. I have some ideas. Hit me with your ideas. All right. So I think how we should go about this is to find our plosives in our Greek myths. and then figure out if there's any wooing that was done by the people with the plosives. Uh, Persephone is Persephone for sure does get wooed in a way. Yeah, for sure. However, I think I have a better one. Hit me with it. When Odysseus goes away to fight in the Trojan war for 30 years, because he takes the long way home. His wife is uh, wooed by suitors that move in. They just plain old move in. Yeah. And his wife is named Penelope. His wife is named Penelope. So uh, I would. And then we also have uh, his son is Telemachus. So those are some uh, T's and K sounds. So maybe maybe a song about uh, Penelope's suitors. Uh, might I be, like that might be a, a lot. Cool thing to do. Yeah, because that that gets basically all three of our lyrical aspects out there: plosives, Greek mythology reference, song about wooing someone. Yeah, yeah, I love that for sure. I think that I think that'll work uh, pretty well, pretty well, and uh, and and then we can sort of um, have the instrumental crafted around that. I think yeah, that, yeah. 
I think uh, it'll be easily done. For sure. I just want to, uh, for anyone who's, who's uh, longing to know the uh, how the uh, how the Odyssey ends when uh, Odysseus comes home, he does shoot them all with a gigantic bow and arrow, like a huge ass, like big old, a big mm-hmm. boy, a big boy uh, bow and arrow. A comically large yeah. big boy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. X, uh, one of those XLs. Um and uh, I, that 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 image is always uh, equal parts hilarious and horrifying to me. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we could do it from the perspective of Penelope or Telemachus or, uh, you know, randomly selected representative of, of Suter. There's lots of, uh, you know, we could just have it be a third person omnipotent narrator as that's well. Right. Um, yeah, that would work too, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be basically, you know, I think that what I think would be interesting to write and sort of explore is how do you woo someone for 30 years? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess there's other stuff, you know, the day jobs and sort of stuff maybe, but otherwise it's like, really? No one else? All right. Well, I guess uh, we're all, you make friends with all the other suitors. Like, mm-hmm. aw. Kind of fun, little buddy, yeah. sort of, you know. Except for the whole like, you know, waiting like wolves for uh, her to choose one of you. It's like kind of like a fun little uh, sort of deal. It's like the Bachelorette. Yeah, it's like it's like the Bachelorette if uh, she kept not giving anyone roses. Correct. <laughs> because her husband was in an amazing race. Um. So. Cool. So, I mean, like, I, I am, I am totally willing to uh, do some exploration of of suitors of Penelope. So, yeah, I love it. Cool. And then, as to the music, yeah, I mean, we're pretty wide open. We've got an acapella chorus, a jump inspiring drum beat, and matching melodic lines from guitar and piano. That can be several different genres. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. We could do like you could have it be kind of like a like a barroom sort of um, not like a drinking song, but like a sort of bar band kind of kind of uh, thing to it. Yeah, I think that Maybe. works. Yeah, kind what, of just generic rock. Yeah, sort of like a yeah, kind of you know yeah. I think I think that that would be an option. Do, does anything else sort of jump out at you as? Uh, as no, not really. No. Yeah, I mean, I think that'll work. I was thinking uh, we could do something with the, the chorus being Penelope, please. Penelope, please is very good. That might be that might be good. Because then you could also you could oh yeah you could you could Jamie it up nice and good with like Penelope's please and Penelope please and Penelope pleases and oh yeah that's yep oof that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who has heard anything I've written before is like, yeah, yeah, it's very Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Wordplay <laughs> in a Jamie song. Uh, it's more likely than you think. It's yeah, it's already happening. You might not even know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> well, I think that's about it. You know, I think that is about it. I'm very pleased huh? yeah. uh, that that we got there. Um, it may 
one little quick peek behind the curtain, I did do a lot of research into Greek mythologies and plosives uh, in the past couple of weeks. So nice. Uh, I had some thoughts about who might, and you know what, Penelope, none of them. That is a thought of like after you said the aspect sort of deal, which is nice. Frustrating a little. (laughs) 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 Anyways. Great. Perfect. All right. Well then thank you very much everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, You make us uh, better. Yeah. By listening to our show. And we very much appreciate that. Uh, If you feel like it, feel free to leave a review, tell your friends about uh, our show and all that good stuff. Uh, We are proud members of the Scavengers Network, a fantastic little group of uh, podcasters and content creators of all sorts. You can can check us out. We have all all sorts of things uh, out there for you. Uh, You can check us out at scavengersnetwork.com. And other than that, anything else I need to... No. I mean, Frank's Jukebox on Twitter, that's... Yeah, Frank's Jukebox on X or Twitter or whatever. We don't use it very much, but when we do, it's to ask for uh, what your honorable monsters are, so... Hey, so if you have any opinions on uh, 2023 music or the 80s... That's right. Might want to throw a follow or whatever X calls it to uh, Frank's Jukebox. To Frank's Jukebox, because... We're getting through into the 80s, but first, talking about 2023. Oh, it's going to be so good. They're so so good. Also, I'm a little daunted. (laughs) Yeah, it's daunting for sure. It is hard to narrow it down. I would love for someone to release something tomorrow that blows everything else out of the water for just me personally. That makes it super easy. That would be, you know, that'd be great. So it'd be great. Yeah, it'd be great. Taylor Swift releases Jamie's version. I can't pick her. <laughs> I can't pick the Wonder Years. I am burning my 2020s. <laughs> yup. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, everybody, again, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we love you, and we are excited to see you uh, in 2024, which will be a good year for everybody. Uh, I'm deciding this is the fact. I think that is, I, I believe that that is true. All right. Well, uh, thank you everybody and see you last year. The Scavengers Network. Creator driven. Community focused. Treasured content.